0: Hello my little caterpillars, it's Naomi Lopez, your host. Welcome back to One Book, 12 Chapters, 365 Pages, your one-stop shop to making progress every day, where we make little things count and set big goals that last. books aren't your thing self-help well you're not the king or queen and or anything in between you come to me where together we can find something to help us write a new narrative open the next chapter and begin a new book full of success happiness and love so today we're gonna be talking about how you need therapy let's be honest Everyone needs therapy. Whether you have mental health issues or not, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who has no biased opinions about you or anyone you know, including family or friends. They listen to little disagreements you have between your significant other, all the way to helping you understand your trauma, why you think the way you do, why you talk the way you do, and why you do the things you do. Therapists are basically your best friends who can't be biased against your opinions towards your sister because they've never met her. They can't say, well, she's super sensitive, so you should probably not say those things because they're gonna make her angry because she knows nothing about your sister. Unfortunately, we all know that one person who tries to make the argument of, well, I don't need therapy. Well, honey, I'm sorry to tell you, but you probably need more therapy than I do And I have three diagnosed mental illnesses. Nick Wignall is a certified psychologist and writer living in New Mexico. He likes to write blogs and newsletters about the emotional side of personal growth. And he even said that he worked with a client in therapy once who just couldn't seem to make progress on improving her relationship with her husband. She initially thought that their marriage problems were the result of her own anxiety. But after he and the client had made significant progress with her anxiety, only to find out that the relationship conflict remained, it became clear that the problems lay with the relationship itself. As many of us know and can attest to, relationship struggles are rarely one-sided. Clearly, the client's difficulties had something to do with her husband as well. Unfortunately, he was adamantly opposed to participating in any type of therapy either on his own or as a couple his only explanation for the refusal was being i don't need therapy this kind of response to therapy is common and unfortunate because it's the wrong way to look at the question not only does it keep the stigmatism going that therapy is only for people who quote unquote need it but it also just doesn't really sit well with me. I don't know about you guys, but... Ultimately, therapy is about growth and creating opportunities for positive change. You don't go to therapy because you think you need it. We have to remember that mental health is health. Just like you go to the doctor and get a checkup to make sure that your body is operating well, you should also get checkups to make sure that your brain is operating well. Mental health-related issues are more dangerous than anything that the doctor is going to be able to see. And just one checkup. It's not like blood poisoning, heart disease, or skin care, sir, because mental illness is an invisible killer. You know, there are more than twice as many deaths by suicide than by homicide. That invisible killer is also the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. It is the fourth leading cause of death for adolescents, ages 15 to 19 globally and an estimated 3.5 million people plan for suicide with 1.4 million suicide attempts and 47,511 deaths by suicide in 2019, according to AmericasHealthRankings.org. And that number has grown exponentially since 2019. Now, of course, Nick's client's husband didn't need therapy. It wasn't life or death like this situation. And their marriage would probably hold up even if they didn't make any changes. But the point was, he could have benefited greatly from therapy by learning how to communicate and interact with his wife more helpfully and thus improving the quality of their relationship overall. But because he framed the problem in terms of needing therapy, that meant in his mind that there was something wrong with him. And participating in therapy would only strengthen the embarrassment or shame that went along with it. Sadly, this mistaken belief about what therapy is and what it means kept him from a real opportunity to improve his marriage. The moral of the story is that by framing therapy in terms of what we need rather than what could have benefit us, many people experience too much shame or experience to try it. I mean, this misconception of therapy is a little too (laughs) well-known. I was even hesitant to start therapy because of the stigmatism against therapy. It took me years to decide that therapy was something that I could benefit from, even if I didn't think that it's what I needed. Now that I've started therapy, I've realized that I, I do really need it. It's now a necessity for my life. It's just like I like going to the gym every day. I don't think I could go without therapy at least once a week. Nick uses this perfect analogy. He says that very few people need to go to the gym. Does everybody need to go to the gym and hire a personal trainer to be healthy? Of course not. Some of us jog around the neighborhood or hike in the woods. Some of us play pickup basketball or part of, or part of a city soccer league. Some of us do push-ups in the basement while others do yoga in the gym. Some of us go to the gym every single day at 5 a.m. and work our butts off until we sweat a thousand ounces. Some of us don't exercise at all and manage to stay reasonably healthy and content with our physical appearance and fitness level. On the other hand, some of us truly need the structure and technique, knowledge that a trainer provides in order to meet our health and fitness goals. If we have a serious injury or a medical condition, for example, there may be certain exercises that could be harmful. So a qualified trainer or coach is essential. Given those two extremes, those who have absolutely no need for a trainer and those whose conditions make it a necessity, I think most of us probably fall somewhere in between. That is, there are aspects of having a personal trainer that, while not necessary, would be beneficial helping to keep us motivated and accountable. I mean, it's harder to blow off a trainer when you have a session booked and you're gonna be charged a cancellation fee. Also, you don't want to disappoint your trainer. It could also provide valuable technical knowledge for a specific goal, like supplements that you need to take, lifts to do for maximum muscle growth, interval training. Personal, con- personal trainer can teach you a lot. They can also introduce you to new ideas or activities that you wouldn't have been exposed to on your own. Benefits of free weights compared to weight machines, optimal heart rates for specific fitness goals, what to eat and how much before training sessions, etc. Therapy isn't much different. Substitute physical health and wellness for mental and emotional health and wellness, and the analogy holds up almost exactly. Many people don't struggle with the major mental health difficulty or illness, and they have resources and support in their lives that help them remain resilient, even in the face of difficult stressors or other troubles. On the other hand, some people's lives are severely impacted by their emotional struggles, and for those people, therapy may be the minimum they need just to keep their lives from falling apart. But the vast majority of us fall somewhere in the middle. Of these two extremes. We'd probably be alright if we never saw a therapist, but there are likely several aspects of our lives, work, or relationships that we could improve with some good work in therapy. Understanding the way we tend to think about things affects our moods and emotions. Clarifying our values and strategizing about the most effective path towards them. These are some things that you learn through therapy, along with learning to communicate directly and assertively in relationships or at the workplace. You can build self-confidence in social situations through therapy. You can acquire more effective parenting skills or techniques. Uh, You could work through complicated grief or loss. What's more, in addition to improving traditional mental health struggles, therapy can also be a powerful An efficient way to make progress on personal goals or aspirations I mean some long-term goals include assisting you in learning lifelong coping skills it can change the way you communicate with people for the positive make you feel happier and in turn make you more productive it can even help with chronic stress these are just a few things that therapy can help with and everyone seeks help for mental health experts for different reasons Especially when they are facing a significant crisis, dealing with extended period of anxiety or depression, coping with a major life transition, dealing with complicated family dynamics, grappling with problems in a relationship, trying to manage addiction or substance abuse, wanting to make changes for better mental and emotional health, or just wanting to try something different to improve their lives. I mean, this is what I ended up doing. I heard this saying that says that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome i kept trying to push my feelings down and ignore my emotions while simultaneously pretending to be perfectly fine some days i was a five-star actress and other days i stayed in bed all day crying unable to eat shower or even get up to use the restroom so instead of letting myself go insane by pretending and then relapsing by pretending and then relapsing into different depressive episodes, I broke the cycle by reaching out to a professional for help. I will warn you that much like going to the gym, results aren't going to be immediate. You aren't going to have your first session and think, wow, I am cured. But with work and time, you will see improvement. You don't get back from the gym and go from being overweight to having abs. That's just not how it works. You have to go back every single day to see the results that you want. Sometimes you don't want to go to the gym. You're too tired or you just don't have enough time in the day. But when you force yourself to go to the gym on those days, you feel 10 times better about it afterwards. You know, you know that feeling. You leave the gym smiling, know that you put forth the effort and did something to improve yourself and make yourself, you know, proud, more proud than you ever thought you could be. Sometimes I don't want to go to therapy, but then I do and realize that I'm stronger, smarter and more mentally healthy than the person who never went. Just like when I go to the gym. Even on the days that I don't want to, I I leave feeling stronger, smarter and healthier than the person who never went to the gym. When you don't go to the gym or to therapy, you spiral and continue to not go to the gym or to therapy. You continue to make excuses for yourself. But when you do, you make it a habit, and your muscles start to grow. Your relationships get stronger, and you gain more friends. It's much like brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth every day, and you see no immediate difference. But if you brush your teeth every day, you prevent them from falling out, turning black or, you know, swallowing a tooth. You can also make them whiter and brighter over time, just like you can make yourself better and brighter over time. Actually didn't really notice my improvement through therapy until almost a year later. I was looking back at my Snapchat memories and how most of these memories from last year were of me crying, laying in bed, and or faking completely. Now I look at my memories from the past few months and it's all genuine happiness. Now that's not to say that I don't have bad days because I definitely still do. But now I've learned that the importance of bad days are to really be grateful for them. Because without bad days, I would have nothing to compare to my good days. You know the saying, Without rain, there's no flowers. So I guess I just appreciate my bad days and know them for what they are. It's healthy to have a bad day every once in a while. But it's also healthy to get up from that bad day and make it better. Breaking the cycle and trying something different, it's really freaking scary. Take it from me, I did it. I know how scary it is. It's okay to be scared. Did you know that the definition of bravery is not being scared? The definition of bravery is doing something despite being scared. Be brave. Take the first step and try it. Moving to Oregon is scary if you live in Missouri, but people do that. If you went to college in a different state than you grew up in, that was scary, but you did that. You might've applied for that new job and went through the interview process where they deconstructed your resume, interviewed you like it was an interrogation, made you feel inferior for the position, but you still ended up doing that. And now look where you are. You met new friends in Oregon. You love your new school and you're about to graduate. You got the job all because you broke the cycle. You know, you took that chance. You were brave. So break the cycle again and take that first step again. Make the call. All you have to do is make a call and set up an appointment. Now you're going to have to be brave a lot in life. But bravery is what makes the best adventures. You might have to switch therapists, try a new counseling office, or switch from telehealth to in-person. But I promise you, if you stay brave and consistent, something will work for you. A hundred percent of people who don't try, fail. Don't be a part of that statistic. Now with all that being said, it's time to place our bookmarks again. But before you go, here's some food for thoughts for all my hungry caterpillars out there. Exercise is one of the most effective and underutilized antidepressants. Even a simple walk outside, stabilizes your mood. Now that's something that's on. So, go take that simple walk. Go take that first step. Make the call.